it's important to know that God's writing an entire story outside of those three cities in Ohio that's super exciting to hear about. Yeah. So let me give you a couple highlights. And you know, pastors usually are very excited and encouraged about what God's done just in the past 15 months back in Ohio outside of the three cities. Uh, so I think even just staffing it, putting an emphasis on there, I think it really has communicated to our pastors outside of the three sin cities just value and relationship. You're listening to the Sin Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus Podcast. My name is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I am joined by the Chad Grigsby. Chad, how are you? Good. How are you, Jason? Just dandy. dandy. It's been a good day. We've been able to spend lots of good time together. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And with our guest, too. Our guest. Our guest. Rye Ryan. Guy. Rye Guy. Oh, I didn't realize <laughs> that's what we called him. Huh. Ryan Jones. <laughs> That you called me boss. <laughs> our boss. No, you're not our boss. You're not our boss. Okay. But he Never, is ever. the lead CPC oh for Ohio. Lead church planning catalyst. Which sounds like a super big deal, and it really is not. And we all know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever. Anyway. I think you're a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Likewise. Yeah, Buzz is coming for that job, though. Buzz is coming for all of our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we do joke Can one about person Buzz. be a CPC for the whole state? Yeah. Like, we don't really need any of you. We have Buzz. <laughs> Buzz, yeah. What, did, what do you say? He's like a Pez dispenser? Yeah, he's got like a Pez dispenser of church planners yeah. hidden somewhere in eastern Ohio. In Lit- fairness, though, that chart they showed us, literally he has like 75% of the state. So he does. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind he of does. unfair. Well, population-wise. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just in kidding. theory, it's equal, but. But yeah. you also lead, you're not just lead CPC for the whole state. You also uh, plant churches in the western part of Ohio. Right. So I basically cover what I tell people is north of Cincinnati mm-hmm. and west of Columbus. So all the way up to Toledo down to different parts of Warren County. Yeah. yeah. And you're from the state of Ohio. I am. Grew up in Lebanon and then uh, spent several years around the Columbus area and then uh, actually was on the original team that helped start LifePoint. Oh my um, gosh, he's famous. Uh, yeah, yeah some, I have a circles. DVD of Ryan, and he's like, <laughs> like you click on his face, and he like moves his body, and then there's like, he does an interview, and they just show like these random clips of him like walking around on a fall <laughs> day, and him like awkwardly turning his head and smiling and like and laughing what, to what himself. What did you guys <laughs> use that DVD for, for LifePoint, like uh, back in the day? I think what they did is it's just a promo video, but I think promo what they video. did is they worked with, um, I think it was Papa John's pizzas and they got a list every week or every month of people that moved into certain zip codes oh. and to those houses, they delivered a free pizza along with the DVD in hopes oh, nice. that maybe the, the family would sit and eat pizza and watch the DVD and maybe come to life point. I'm not sure how well it worked, but it, I mean, it seemed like a great idea. So what were, what was your role on the team, the plant team? I was the original college and singles person, which I'm not sure. Does that position exist at life? It, yes. it does. Yeah. It's okay. called 1825. Actually yeah. was the person who did that role here oh, before he okay. left. Okay. Yeah. And now a guy named Kyle does it. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Now yeah. you, was that your first experience in church planting? Yes. Okay. And then you went to Liberty? Yeah, I went to Liberty. I helped plant a couple churches here, and then I went to Liberty in 2008. 
uh, to begin my seminary degree and then graduated in 2011 with my master's. And they asked me to stay on and lead their church planning group, what was formerly known as the Liberty Church Planning Network. So I did that for a couple of years. And then <clears throat> due to some restructuring, they eliminated that position. And, you know, when that happens, you start, uh, you call anybody you know to see if they know of a job opening. Uh, so I wound up being hired by the North American Mission Board to go out to Nevada. So I actually lived in Las Vegas for seven years and did the same job out there. Uh, that I do here, and then I transferred back here in January of 2021. Um, technically transferred in November of 20, but didn't get here till 20, till January 21. So been here for 15 months. Yeah, back here, which back previously here you lived in Ohio, most recently in Columbus area. Oh, oh, you fucking years. Oh, yeah. um, 08 was when I left. 08, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was here from 01 to 08. But I went to Denison, yeah, which yeah, it's kind of Columbus ish, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the prodigal son has returned. Yeah, that's right. That's right. From Nevada, which it's evidently very popular if you work for Send a Network to Good relocate anyway. from Nevada to Ohio. Yeah, you'd honestly be surprised at how much overlap there is between Las Vegas and Ohio, just in general. Yeah, really? as far as people out there that maybe grew up in Ohio or people here that I've met, like, yeah, I live there, too. Like, I honestly have posted my washer and dryer on Craigslist to sell when I got back. And this guy rolls up, and he's got Nevada plates on his truck. How about that? And he's like, yeah, I moved here from Las Vegas. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And he told me where. He maybe lived five minutes from me wow. in Vegas. And he How bought my that? washer and dryer here. That's cool. <laughs> so he probably made that cash off of blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I don't know much about the Las mm. Vegas church planting landscape, but what are some of the cool things that you got to do while you were out in Las Vegas in terms of church planting? Yeah, I would say that um, Vegas is hey, it's very racially diverse. So we had several ethnic planters. I used my Spanish a lot more out there than I do here. Uh, we had Wait, you a, speak Spanish? Yeah, I didn't know this I, about you, right guy? Right guy, <laughs> <laughs> keep that un secreto. So we had an Iranian guy, a Pakistani planter. Um, we had a couple Korean planters. So a lot of racial diversity out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just a lot of, of different cultures to deal with. What, what brings uh, different cultures to Las Vegas more than maybe other places? A couple things. One, it's close to California, but yeah. it's just cheaper than California. So a lot of people move over to Nevada from California uh, just to save money, Yeah, uh, to be honest. There's also... I, I think there are seven islands in Hawaii. Do you guys know? Maybe there are eight. What, however, my, however many islands there are in Hawaii, they call Vegas like the next island. So like, let's say oh. there are eight islands oh. in Hawaii. They call Las Vegas the ninth island oh. because it's just cheaper to live there than Hawaii. And uh, so a lot of people come from, from Hawaii and back to the mainland through there Vegas. That's yeah. really interesting. I didn't, <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. It would make sense that, you know, if you were going to move somewhere from Hawaii, maybe somewhere out west, you know, yeah, especially make, warmth would wise. make more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd agree. So you didn't come back for the weather. <laughs> no, I say that all the time. <laughs> Nobody moves to Ohio for the weather, but the people are great. So. Yeah, there are yeah. great people here. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, it's been good. I've enjoyed getting to know you. Likewise. I I've known Dean a long time. You've known Dean a long time, but we haven't known each other. I don't remember. Did we meet like when they lived here? Eh. I knew your name at least. Yeah. I've heard of our friend Ryan Mm -hmm. several times, Mm -hmm. but it is crazy that I feel like we've both known Dean as long as we have and not, not ever met. No, I agree. Angie always said the brother, I hate Chad. Yeah. (laughs) 
Just kidding. She never said that. Angie, don't get mad at me. <laughs> she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's been a guest, so who knows? Maybe yeah. she every once in a while tunes yeah, in. Every once but in a Dean while. maybe listens to it. No. <laughs> so you are the lead CPC for Ohio. Right. Uh, which which is really um, the whole state outside of the Send cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's a that's a new real focus area for Nam. Kind of this planting churches everywhere for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think 10, 12 years ago it was very focused on just these places, those thirty two whatever. Right. How has it changed now with this new emphasis, and what does that mean for Ohio? Well, I think it's um, with putting with staffing the areas outside the cities, and and I tell pastors all the time. Like, hey, I'm very thankful for the team we have in Cincinnati, the team in Columbus, and the team in Cleveland. But it's important to know that God's writing an entire story outside of those three cities in Ohio that's super exciting to hear about. Yeah. So let me give you a couple highlights. And, you know, pastors usually are very excited and encouraged about what God's done just in the past 15 months back in Ohio outside of the three sin cities. Uh, so I think even just staffing it, putting an emphasis on there, I think it really has communicated to our pastors outside of the three sin cities just value and relationship. A lot of those pastors felt overlooked or maybe even, um, can I say second class? Sure. Um, because there wasn't an emphasis on their city. Yeah. Um, and so to have someone that's sole purpose is to serve them, encourage them, and resource them mm. uh, just means a lot to them. Makes a difference. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I came from Arkansas, so that's my point of reference. Uh, it's not the standard by which all things are measured. I know that's hard to believe, but right. but Arkansas has 3 million people in the entire state. Ohio has almost 12. Oh, Arkansas has 1,500 Southern Baptist churches. Ohio has 750. So four times the population, half the amount of churches, right? Is my math right? It's pretty good. <laughs> math is hard. I only took one math <laughs> class in college, but... So huge opportunity in Ohio. I mean, oh my gosh, we were talking just today about church plants and Buzz and you were talking about these towns, cities, 25,000 people, no SBC church. And I planted in a town of 10,000 in Arkansas and we had like 42 Southern Baptist churches. And there was still a need where I planted, which is crazy. So how much more is the need here in you know Ohio? So pretty crazy. Well, I think... Um Again, like just being here 15 months, just doing some preliminary research, it seems as though with what I have found so far that Montgomery County, which is where Dayton is located, which is where I live, that Montgomery County is hypothetically 11% evangelical, Mm. which is not impressive, Mm -hmm. especially when you compare it to Las Vegas. This is where I lived for seven years. Las Vegas is 8% evangelical. Mm. So if we can... How in the world is Dayton, Ohio, mm. only 3% more evangelical than Las Vegas? Yeah. It, it doesn't even register, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, like, that doesn't even make sense. Right. Um, so I would say one difference would be that I would say Ohio is kind of post-Christian in general. Mm. Like, people, maybe their grandparents grew up in the church. They grew up in the church, and for whatever reason, that's no longer the case. Like, mm. they have removed that part of their life. Mm. Um, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. 
Nevada is definitely pre-Christian. Mm. Uh, for example, when I joined my gym out there, the 24-year-old guy that signed me up asked me what I did for a living, and I said, well, I, I work in ministry. And he looked at me and said, man, I've never met a pastor before. Mm. Wow. Do pastors make a lot of money? <laughs> so, well, I, hopefully that's not why most people go into yeah, ministry, right? Yeah. But you would. But yes, I make a lot of money, yeah. right? Jason Coles yeah. makes a ton yeah. of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've never heard a guy go, you know, I came into ministry for the money. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you would never have. You can't imagine a twenty-four-year-old asking those same questions or saying those same things in Ohio. Right. Uh, so it's that a little feels true. different relationship to Christianity in the church right. in the two areas. Um, but there's still a huge opportunity. I mean, we planted um, last year. Who I mentioned Buzz? Like Buzz helped um, plant a church in. Uh, in Berlin, Ohio, which is Holmes County, mm. which is Amish country. Amish. And so that's our only church, our only Baptist church in Holmes County. Uh, I'm working with someone now that's praying about planting in Van Wert County, which is up on the Indiana border mm. um, up north. We don't have a church in all of Van Wert County. So even with as much church presence as we have in Ohio, we still have huge gaps and holes to fill. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think... It could be changing in Ohio, the whole post-Christian, pre-Christian thing, because I think as generations, you know, new generations come up raised by post-Christian parents, they're going to, their kids are probably going to be kind of pre-Christian in a way. Right. So I do feel like that, now this is, you came from Vegas to here. I came from Arkansas to here. Right. almost so, the same thing. <laughs> so I, I'm, you know, I have obviously a little bit of a different, th- th- this area feels way more lost you know in that sense um but i but it is interesting to think of it in that in those terms uh post-christian pre-christian and here i am just grew up in ohio and know nothing else yeah homeschooled <laughs> yeah i was not homeschooled <laughs> not that do i anything. give off homeschool energy to you <laughs> not, right right not, guy i don't know okay, i don't think not, i do not that there's anything wrong with that <laughs> definitely, was, not, definitely <laughs> not all you people homeschooling your kids keep going because i was homeschooled so. and look what uh, you're gonna get folks <laughs> Were you really homeschooled? Yeah, I didn't know for that. for part of my career, and then Christian education. School, right? Christ- yeah. I've never been to a public institution of learning. Not even <laughs> it's all college. private. Did you go? To, wait, I guess Liberty? Denison's not either, right? Oh, Denison, or yeah. Liberty, both private. There you go. Public high school. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. Which is why, as I shared this morning, I listened to the lyrics to like my favorite song from fourth grade. Yeah. You never did share that song, by well, the way. What's the song? Yeah, he can't share it. Oh, no, you can't. I mean, I can, but like, so long story short, is in fourth grade. Like, I loved the song. I've loved the song since then. I'm 44 now. Yeah. And this morning, I'm listening to the song, driving up to Columbus, thinking, I don't think this song is as innocent as I <laughs> once thought it was. Yeah. To the point that I like Googled it in the parking lot of our meeting this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of love. Yeah, that's that's what not is it trying to say? It's not sweet and low. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, that's a good that's a good observation. It's not <laughs> but that is a rocking song. It is. It it is just, it's a dirty song. <laughs> I know it's dirty. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's yeah. amazing. If you've seen the music video, which I don't recommend for your Christianity, <laughs> but if you've seen the music video, so you you're saying vibe. I have seen this music video and you should know. I've seen parts of it, yeah. <laughs> Homeschool so, curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. Homeschool curriculum. Right. <laughs> uh, so what have been some of like the most encouraging things that you've experienced since you've been back in Ohio? I mean, I think it's just been um, 
it's just been super encouraging to see what God's done in a short amount of time. Mm. Um, just in terms of, um, you know, Buzz, I think Buzz was on the podcast before I was, correct? He was. Yeah, because he's yeah, more You're welcome. It's more important than I am. Well, we it's just big, wanted to get to the guy who's really doing the work. Yeah, I figured. You know. Know. It has nothing to do with location or that he used to work here or... Nothing at all. Nothing, no. nothing at all. No. Or that he's my cousin. <laughs> you guys are related? No, our wives are cousins, first oh, cousins. Okay. Cousins <laughs> by marriage. Okay. We're cousins um, by marriage. Yeah, no, it's just been super cool to see what God's done in 15 months, which is a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, gone from not a whole lot of church planning activity out in you know the areas outside the Sin Cities to um, just, <laughs> it, it just it, it's overwhelming at times and humbling how much God is doing. Yeah. Uh, that he's writing an entire story. We've got, um, looks like we're probably going to plant five churches um, in Buzz's area this year. Um, I'll have four or five in mine, and then uh, next year already for 23, Buzz is looking at five, and I've got four. Wow. Um, and again, like we're talking like Van Wert. We're talking like Montpelier, Navarre, um, Fultonham, uh, Tip City, Sparta, Zanesville. It's, they're just all over the place, mm-hmm. um, all different types of backgrounds. I'm working with two uh, guys in Dayton from the Congo. Um, one of them actually starts as a planter in a couple of weeks, and the other one I'm still working to get approved. But um, even with that, who would think that there are African refugees coming uh, to Dayton? Yeah. Uh, but there they are. So where are these guys Where are these guys coming from? You know, there's this whole new kind of wave of church planting in these areas. Where are they coming from? Uh, they're coming from everywhere, man. It's, it's Some of them are in our churches. Some of them are, hey, so-and-so, I know so-and-so, you should call him. Uh, mm. Some of the guys are honestly in churches that are of other denominations or networks, but their system for planting churches is not quite as developed as in networks, and so mm. they want to come to our network just mm. because it's stronger, more supportive, uh, more evaluative. Um, I think I told you guys there's a another denomination in the state that has a planter, a potential planter. They have reached out about you know assessing that planter because they don't necessarily have the means to do so. So mm. even in Ohio, it's... It's just kind of words getting out that, you know, Send Network is doing a great job. And, um, and you know, if you want to plan a church, that's who you, might, who you might want to talk to. Yeah. 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 Dope. So what are some of the things that you're kind of looking forward to? Um, I guess, what is your vision? I guess, what are some of the things that you envision happening in the state of Ohio in the coming months and years ahead? Yeah, I think we've got several churches at least in my area, and I think in Buzz as well, that are uh, looking to start the multiplication pipeline that we mm. talk so much about. Um, so I think that's going to be exciting. Churches talk about starting residencies within their churches for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, even a couple churches that are serving as sending churches for a couple guys that have never served as a sending church before. And mm. so I'm having multiple meetings with them to explain what that means and what it doesn't mean. And uh, even talked to Dean yesterday about maybe helping to create a resource for those churches uh, just to be better equipped. Um, and then just with the pipeline that we've got, I think once we get these churches planted and get them going and um, hearing the stories that come out of those with lives being changed and honestly the story of eternity being changed for so many people, it's just going to be super exciting to sit back and watch that. It's just been really cool to see um, – God's activity, but to be very humbled to have a front row seat to that yeah. and to watch that happen. 
And I think just that that continues to happen as these, <coughs> you know, it's funny with Buzz because, <coughs> excuse me, I told Buzz in the beginning, like, we're just building relationships. That's all we're doing. And kept telling him a couple, like, okay, let's focus here, let's focus here. And was able to put together a document a couple weeks ago and just kind of share with him the results that we have had and that we look like we're going to have projecting the next couple of years. And just saying, okay, remember when I said to, we're just going to focus on relationships? And I think you kind of went with it because I, like, what else were you going to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, now you see why. So it's kind of like sh we're living the why mm -hmm. um, for the what that we've done for 15 months. Yeah. Good. Which, I mean, honestly, 15 months isn't long. So it's just incredibly humbling and exciting to get such traction very quickly. Yeah, it's interesting because we, you know, you guys kind of came on and started working and we have an assessment next month mm -hmm. here in Columbus, 12 spots available. Usually the deadline is like a month before assess uh, the retreat, maybe six weeks. Mm -hmm. And we're like trying to get guys into the retreat, like the deadline day, day before the deadline, the deadline day. Sometimes even they've given us a little bit of a buffer, right. like a day or two, which they told us they're not doing anymore. <laughs> Our retreat in Columbus was full five weeks before the deadline. I've never seen anything like that. No, never. Like, I've never seen anything like that. So the fact that we have that many church planters, and we have, we have two coming from Indiana. In fact, we may not even have that many now because I know a couple of guys have shifted to an online assessment. The last time I checked, there were 10 from Ohio, two from Indiana. It may even be like 11 from Ohio or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it is incredible to think about yeah. filling a whole assessment retreat, filling it up five weeks before with church planners. It's exciting, right? It's it's a new day. Well, it, well, it's super exciting. Plus, it's you can we can talk to someone and verbally express or describe vision to them. But when you can show them like a picture in the flesh of the vision being achieved is mm -hmm. when it's a game changer. Yeah. So like with planning a church in Berlin where there's no church in that county, maybe looking at Van Wert where there's no church in that county. If we can get a church planter in there that's successful, and that's that's a weird word, that's a weird adjective for a church planter, right? But if we can get a quote unquote successful church planter into those areas and just show the vision, paint the picture, I think it's contagious. Yeah, that's yeah. the best advertisement we have. So one more one more question, unless you have any more, Jason. But no, I just I really enjoyed this past retreat because we were all competing to get people in, and we ended up getting. Three of our four in, which was awesome. We ended up getting four in, actually. Yeah, that's true. We got our fourth in last guys. minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Why is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> See you in December. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get your guys in on time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, the, who the three or four Columbus church planters who listen to this podcast, if you could encourage them. Okay, hold on. Every time that somebody comes on this podcast, <laughs> they go, yeah, I was listening to it the other week. Okay. And you're like. The nine to ten church players <laughs> that listen to this podcast. If you, maybe Angie folks. If you could encourage them, like, as, you know, send city planters in any way about rural communities, rural church planting, or just, you know, outside of their city. Like, what would you encourage them to know, to do? Is there anything that comes to mind? What do you think about that? 
the Great Commission is Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, and the ends of the earth, right? Yeah. I think I just screwed up the order on that. Too, well, right? you got them all, though. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's, there, those aren't connected by an or. Hmm. Uh, you can't overlook one of those and say, well, our church is fulfilling the Great Commission. No, you're not. Hmm. Because you've left out Samaria. Yeah. You've left out Judea. You don't care about the ends of the earth, possibly. Right. Um, and I've been a part of churches where that's been the mentality. Well, we don't do anything locally because it's never really paid off. Yeah. That's not what you're called, that's not what you're called to answer for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe I would encourage planters, the nine or ten, that actually listen to Columbus, <laughs> um, just to maybe consider, like, your Samaria. Like, maybe that's, yeah. um, maybe that's Finley. Maybe it's Toledo. Maybe it's Bucyrus, and I know that I'm kind of going up the northwest corridor there, but it's we can go in any direction. Yeah. Um, so don't maybe just don't have your focus inward towards four three two one five, which is downtown Columbus. Yeah. Maybe you've got some focus there, but you've also got some focus out, and maybe yeah. it's you're not trying to reach people um, in Springfield, mm-hmm. but maybe you're finding a ministry or a church planter out there that maybe your ch- your church can even partner with. And even, you know, one of our core values in the SIN network is family. Maybe it's, hey, like, we just want to uh, maybe adopt you for a year. Yeah. Um, and just as, you know, people encourage us, we want to encourage you. That's good. And so that might be that might be a thought. And I yeah. know, it's an off-the-cuff comment. So right. I hadn't thought about that one. Yeah, I, I sprung that on you. But, but yeah, that's good. I think, I think um, you know, I think so, so much of the time we tend to focus on what we can't do mm-hmm. instead of what we can do. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of, seeing Ohio maybe as a Samaria for our plants and saying, Hey, who can you encourage? You know, who can you send? Um, cause you know, there's a lot of guys who end up here who are actually from somewhere else, you know, um, from Finley or, you know, one of those places. And it's like, Hey, have you ever thought about going home to plant? Well, that's, we had, I had a, He's not one of the ones listening to this podcast, but I had a guy that was talking about planting in Finley that w- that grew up there, um, and you know Finley is that, that's it's just a tough sell, you know it's the, no one's thinking like that's a, des- a vacation destination, right? Oh, I've been there before. Um, it's it has to be someone probably native or that has connections to being right. Native. Um, even a guy I've got a guy looking at praying at planting in Columbus Grove because they heard from a pastor that there's no church in Columbus Grove and. There are people there waiting for a church planner to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, you know, we do um, occasional lunches over in, like, Western Ohio and Dayton with key planting partners, current planters, and potential planters. Mm-hmm. And so we actually did that last week and had 16 that were there, mm-hmm. uh, including, like, three guys that are, like, 22, 23, that down the road they want to plant. And mm-hmm. it might even be that maybe – you know, maybe there's a planter or two in Columbus that will want to come over sometime and facilitate that lunch as far as, like, kind of presenting, like, maybe how they felt like they were called to planting a church or their vision um, and uh, even just investing in some of the pastors and potential planters out that are outside of the senses. Yeah. Well, from my perspective, it's been really fun to think about just working together, having a greater vision on our state. Like, I think sometimes with Buzz uh, coming in, before he was here, Columbus was a little bit bigger in geography. There are places we planted that aren't metropolitan Columbus, you know, or or even uh, metro Columbus, whatever. And but but what's been cool is as Buzz has come in and started working is be able to work together and see that man, 
if Buzz gets a guy, that's a win for us. Yeah. If we get a guy that he's working with, and we've kind of we've been able to make phone calls and say, hey, I think I've got a guy for this area of your of your area, and and so we're just working together. It's been a lot of fun, I think, to yeah. add that um, wrinkle of of collaboration that's been fun to impact our state. So. Well, that even happened last week because you called me about the guy that's maybe looking to plant in Columbus Grove. Oh, okay. Um, that might yeah. do a residence with one of your churches here in, in St. Columbus. Yeah. But they're looking to go up uh, to northwest Ohio yeah. to plant. So it's it's kind of fun to be able to have yeah. that reach we didn't have before. <clears throat> right. You know what I mean? So, like, just because of our uh, connection to one another, and we can network for each other and see churches planted in places in Ohio that maybe wouldn't have before. It's yeah. kind of cool. Be honest though, you really just like calling each other to chat. So. <laughs> chat is I, what we're a great friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and we there may be a little bit of a bromance going on between Ryan and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the hair that's the hair that, that rubs me in. Oh my goodness! Well, uh, Ryan, thanks so much for sitting down with us yeah, and, and hanging out. It's really good. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.